I'm Shoshana Socher, former homeschooling mom turned real estate agent, head honcho of my own real estate team and investor. Let's talk marketing and let's talk real estate. Okay. So my name is Nahama Norman. I actually professionally go by Nikki. My name is a little bit hard. Um, a little bit hard to say, then I don't like getting it butchered. So I am Nikki Norman. Okay. Um, I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and then I moved to Miami. And then when I was away in seminary after high school, my parents moved to Lakewood. So they kept a little condo in Miami, but I officially moved to the Northeast. Um, I got married that year, the year that we moved back. And I always had a dream of going to culinary school. Oh, I was okay. not a good, yeah, it's definitely a little different. I was not a good student in school. I mean, I was a good student in the fact that I, um, my name was on the roster, but I've spent most of my time going to the mall with my friends, going swimming, <laughs> having a lot of fun, but not actually in Spanish class. I, I had even negotiated with my Spanish, Spanish teacher that if I ever went anywhere, she would let me skip her class if I'd bring her something back from my, from wherever I went. So, <laughs> so what I, I, I really had enjoyed as a kid doing baking and being involved in the kitchen. I'm a creative person. I love the fact that I was able to create and my mom really let me be in the kitchen doing all the fun stuff. So I really had always had this dream of being able to learn it professionally and, and be trained to do it the right way. Okay. So I got married. I moved to Israel. I went to culinary school. Um, I loved it. I opened up a, um, I worked for a company. I did their desserts for a while. And then I just started getting requests to do catering. Oh my so I started doing catering. Um, I had, it was funny because the first year I ever did it, I had to max out once I ran out of freezer space and I had a waiting list of people and had one person calling me up. I'll pay you double your price. <laughs> and I said, hey, you don't even know who I am. Why would you do that? And he said, well, I heard from somebody who once tasted your food and I really want your food. I'll pay you double. And I said, I'm so sorry. I don't have room. Buy me a freezer and I'll fill it. Give me your freezer and I'll fill it. So I had done that for a couple of years. I really enjoyed it. Um, I loved doing it. I had gotten asked to do um, a column in the AMI magazine, an international magazine. So I wrote and developed recipes there. And the way that I write, it happens to be my whole life, I've always loved writing. I guess that's the creative part of me. Um, I would write very conversationally okay. and I would get emails from people. I had gone, the seminar I went to was Manchester, England. Okay. And most of my, most of my friends from there are really international. It's people from around the world. So I would get a lot of emails from people like, hi, remember me? I live in Australia. Aww, I get your magazine. Yeah. And I miss you. It's so nice to hear from you. And I was getting all of these emails from people all the time. And I moved back to America. I continued with my food. I did party entertainment, um, culinary courses for women, for high school girls. Um, I had done that for a while and then I, and then I switched careers into real estate and I'm sure you have some okay, questions. Okay, but wait a minute. I want to yeah. know, like, yep. <laughs> at what point were you like, goodbye food, hello houses? Okay. So, um, so that's a great question. So we had, I was, I, because I was into this food and this creativity and it's still, it's a very hot thing to be in the food, in the food industry right now. Um, so it was a little bit of a novelty because I had, um, I had been offered a job as a, as an assistant director in a teenage girls camp. 
And part of the purpose was, was that I would run their, like their workshops, their food workshops and, and, you know, some other creative workshops for them. Um, and during that time, my husband had actually gone into commercial, um, commercial real estate and he was being trained in. So he was commuting every day. We had moved back to America and he had been commuting to Philadelphia from Lakewood okay. and the commute was really killing him. How long is and that? How long is that? With traffic is about two hours oh, each long. way. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of were like, we were living in Lakewood. We were living in my parents' house and we were not loving it. I mean, not, we were loving my parents' house because my parents are so gracious and amazing. Um, but we were not part of anything. We were not part of any community. We had no friends and we had moved from Israel where we had a beautiful life with friends and community. And we just moved to Lakewood and we were, we were very isolated. It was very lonely. So we really were like kind of looking to where we wanted to kind of go. Like we used Lakewood as a bus stop to try to figure out where to go. Okay. And my husband was working in Philadelphia. So we said, Hey, let's move let's to go. Philadelphia. <laughs> So we, um, for some reason, we were having a very difficult time finding a rental. Um, Philadelphia is a very big hub spot for people that are in school. There's like, right. very big colleges there. So there's a lot of people that are interning or becoming doctors. Or It's just, it's, it's very hard to find a rental because there's a lot of young people that are moving there for that reason. Okay. Um, and then we finally found a rental. Um, and the community we found a rental in, I think we lived there for five months. Our car got broken into three times. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't really, it didn't really pan out so well for our family. Okay. Um, to me, I looked at it as an adventure. I loved it, but the rest of my family didn't look at it that way. Okay. So we were like, you know what? We have tons of family in Lakewood. There's so much opportunity in Lakewood. Let's go to Lakewood. <laughs> so we decided though that this time we were going to buy a house. We had the ability to do it. And we realized that it really is all about neighborhood and real estate agents. We know that. Right. So we had reached out to a real estate agent that we knew and she was really too busy for us. When we would talk to her, she would constantly be like, oh, hold on, hold on. She'd be talking to a client that she's showing a house to, oh, you know, while oh, she's oh. doing right. intake on us. Right. And then she sent us to another one and another one. We went through nine real estate agents. Um, and I was actually in camp running this teen program with my food while this was all happening. We were, our rental was up. We really had to move. So my husband was like kind of navigating this and I'm like, just buy a house. I'm good with whatever you buy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that doesn't really work so well because you're kind of involved in this decision. And we came back, um, we came back and I started joining the process and it was, it was really not a pleasant experience. And we moved to our new community and I was kind of like, um, forget about trying to right the wrong that I felt done to me. But I also was like, you know, it's so easy to keep a client happy. Um, and I really like, I got a sense of the whole market. I just decided I had spoken to neighbors. They want to sell. They're telling me what they want to sell for. Um, I was convincing people to move to my neighborhood. It was a new neighborhood. And I'm like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. The licensing is so easy and quick. Let me try it. Let me do it. And that's kind of how I pivoted over. Do you think that your background in customer service before, I mean, not that I know food, you know, it was really food, but the customer service aspect there helped you in your real estate career? 
Okay, so that's a good question. Um, so one of the reasons why I left food was because it's very lonely being in the kitchen, testing out your recipes. <laughs> um, I really, really, really like people and I like people more than I like food. Um, you know, as complicated as it can be, like, I just, I like people as, as you know, people are complicated, but they're also fun and they have so much to, to share and to give and, and it's, there's nothing more gratifying to helping somebody like in such a vulnerable position, get to the next step. And I didn't feel like that with food. Like I loved it, but I didn't feel like when I give you an awesome recipe for a rib roast, like, I know you'll send me an email that you love it and you'll show me a stained recipe paper from the seven years that you're making that recipe but it doesn't feel like anything compared to me taking a family that needs to sell their home for financial reason and finding them an amazing home for less of a price and making sure that the neighborhood's perfect for them like you can't compare that feeling so take me to today so let's look at 2021 and tell what was your production like in 2021 in volume or units okay, or so both? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um that was definitely my best selling year ever. Um yeah. I had actually had a baby. Um I found out I was pregnant the week that we got a lockdown. My husband had COVID and I found out I was pregnant and in my head I'm like, oh my gosh, I am going to be making a bris by myself. Like it was so scary. It was the way beginning. And I literally found out I was pregnant as my husband got it, as the world shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so beginning of COVID was a very, very hard pregnancy. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know what, how, what we're going to live on. And um, I really, it was really, I don't know how it was by you, but by us, it was two weeks of no working. And then after two weeks, boom, get your mask on, get your gloves on and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And like, to the point that like my six-year-old son was like, mommy, I'm not allowed to go to a grocery store with you, but you're allowed to go to a stranger's home. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. So yeah. So really it was those two weeks. I was, I felt so awful, but it was actually helpful because I was wearing a mask. So like it masked all these horrible smells of all the houses you go into. And, um, once I started feeling a little bit better, I just was out there. I was door knocking. I was calling people. And it was really people were like, you know what? I don't want people coming into my house. But if you bring me a buyer, I'll give you a full commission. And I did so many deals like that where they didn't ever want to go in the open market. But they were willing, you know, they were willing to give a full commission for you to bring a qualified good buyer. So um, what did that look like in terms of units? How many units did you sell in 2021? So that's a very good question. I work with my husband and I am like a typical salesperson personality. So I just go, I go, 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 go. Um, I don't even know. I think I sold about, about 30 units. Okay. I think it's about 25 million. Uh-huh. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that puts your, yeah. your average sale price is close, to, close to a million dollars. So our average sale price, it went from being about 500, 600 to about eight, nine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and do, is and that something it, that you did or that's the market? No, 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 no. That's the market. Our 500 home, 550, 600 home went to 750, 800. Are marketing and networking intimidating prospects for you? 
guess what? When you connect with me, they don't have to be. Thanks to the reliable tool that social media has become, you can reach out to me with any questions around real estate or marketing for real estate agents. Plug me into the search bar of Instagram or Facebook at Shoshana Socher and DM me so I can connect with you and tailor the content of this podcast to fit your needs. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to the show. So what advice would you give somebody that's just, let's say, one to two years, you know, in the business? They're just really getting their feet wet. What piece of advice would you okay. give them? Okay, that's, that's a great question. I love that question. Um, I think that one of the most important things, one of the most important, important ingredients for a real estate agent is to be, um, is to be receptive to other people and to be, to recognize every other realtor not as a competitor, but as an ally. And the reason why I say that is because people like to help their friends. If you are my friend, I want to help you. If you are not my friend, I really don't want to help you, (laughs) right? Even when they say you keep your enemies, you know, you keep your friends close for your enemies closer, but for what reason? For what reason? Really, if you're a nice person, and you're nice to people, and you help people, then people want to do the same back to you. And, and I, I think it's really important in life in general that, that it's like that. But I think specifically in this industry, when you go on a listing appointment, and your seller, he gives you his house to sell, and he entrusts you with that, with that, with his biggest asset, is really trusting you that you're going to do the best job for him, and that you're going to and get him the most money in the most seamless way possible. And really the way that you are able to access that and have that is really if people look at your name and they say, oh, Shoshana, I like to work with her. She's a nice person. I want to work with her. And Shoshana makes it easy for people to work with. Then you are working for your client every time you're nice to somebody else. So I think that it's really, really important to, to write a way to work on relationships and to maintain relationships. That's number one. And number two is that you should be able to realize that you don't learn it all. You have to be very um, humble and come with a lot of humility to the business. It's, it's, it's a fast-paced business. There's a lot of things coming and going. Um, you have to be humble to that. And the second, the third thing is also is that I think a lot of people see real estate as like an overnight sensation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm going to get my license. I'm going to strike it rich. Like, you know what? Don't have high expectations. My first year, I made $10,000. I did one deal the right. entire <laughs> year. And you know what? That's so normal. Did, you have, did you have trouble figuring out where your license, you know, which brokerage to like, yes. put your license with? Yes. 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 So that's a good question. Basically, we I took the course. Um, it was very smart. There was a company um, here in Lakewood mm-hmm. that would give courses and... Um, and it was like you could go wherever you want but they gave the course in their in their brokerage um okay. so afterwards i had just um i had just interviewed by a bunch of places and one of my friends was like come with me to my place and i said it doesn't really make sense like you know so i interviewed by a bunch of places and then i ultimately made my decision by talking to other realtors which i realize now it's pretty savvy of me but <laughs> that was I, and I ended up by, um, I ended up by Keller Williams. I was there for three and a half years. Got it. So let's talk about this. I know that you are a mom of young children and that I feel like in our industry is 
not unique, but is challenging. So what advice would you give to somebody who's in your boat? A lot of young kids, you want to be present at home and you are, you know, a financial, your money, the money that you bring to the table really has made a difference in your family's life, I'm sure. Yeah, so that's a great question. It's definitely a hot topic and it's continuously evolving. Um, so I've actually, I like to look at it this way. Like I've gone through two pregnancies in this career. My pregnancies are very hard. I cannot handle smells. And then I'm walking into people's smelly homes. It's really, really challenging. Yes. Like I've actually passed out once on a showing because they had just microwave something and I passed out in front of my client on the floor, oh, in front of the seller, so the buyer. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. But really, um, I really learned how to delegate a lot and I've really learned how to get help. Like at the beginning of a pregnancy, I don't even do showings. I talk to my client and I pay somebody to show help okay. for me. You have other people um, in your brokerage who will do the showings for you. Okay. So, so now I'm in actually an, a cloud brokerage. I work with my husband. My husband's license also. He does okay. much more of the back end of it, of the uh -huh. business. All my contracts are closed, all the attorney's stuff, inspection. Um, I really come, I really get involved if there's an issue, but I really do the beginning part, the sales part. And then he kind of takes over for the technicalities. I don't enjoy that part. It's not my thing. Um, but he is licensed also. So he does a lot of that also. When it gets very busy, he'll be showing homes. I'll be showing homes. Um, I, I, I have someone else joining my team now that nice. would be helpful for me also. Um, but I'm not afraid to, I don't like look at it as counting the pennies. I'm not afraid to pay somebody to help me, like pay per showing. You pay someone to go to an inspection if you can't be there, sure. you know, until you have that in place, you know, I've just, I've had people. And again, I really started growing my business tremendously during the whole COVID period. My husband is a tremendous support for me. I tell this to people all the time. If your husband is not able to support you in this business, when you have little kids, do not go into the business uh -huh. because your ha husband has to be fully supportive. Like, I don't know how it would be possible for a single mom to do it with little kids. And people do. That's the cool thing. They pull it off, but it's challenging. It's I don't know really how they do it. It's really challenging, really you know, challenging. and it's forget about just the actual aspect of it, like the mother guilt, you know? So know. I've come to a point now where I really like, there are certain days that I will go out. I'll, I always try to have my car home and the children come home, at four uh -huh. but nice. I'll go back out afterwards so let me ask you um let me ask you this like you know i mean the motherhood guild is super real but like are you looking for more business are you actively prospecting like how are you growing you said you're in growth period so how are you growing yeah so that's a great question and yes i am actively looking for more business and again i i i worked it into a system how my husband's able to help me i can manage the lead take on um, but, um, it's that twice a week that I know that I'm going to be out. But so I'm asking, I, are you prospecting? Or are you farming? Like, what are you doing? Like, what's your, how do you, yeah, how are you growing? Yeah. So, okay. So I do prospect, like mm -hmm. I will definitely do cold calling. I'll do circle prospecting. Um, I, I, I definitely do all that. It's, it's also, I do a lot of refer, like, you know, referrals in your, in your, um, your circle of influence. Sure. So I do a lot of, a lot of calling, like just touching base with past clients. Um, you know, I, I do even like, I'll do sometimes even, um, 
like I told you, my food, I have a food background. So I'll even do sometimes like a little challah demo for some clients. Oh, that's like, so you nice. Know, regardless of any religious association, everyone likes challah bread. Uh, yeah, so, that's for sure true. Yes. It is for sure so, true. Um, yeah, so I do, I do do that. I just try to make it that the twice a week I'm going out so that twice a week my children know I'm home. Okay. So let me ask you this. I want to do uh, some really quick rapid fire. I'm going to do two categories and you can choose this one or that one. Okay. Hot or not. Let's call it that hot or not. What's hot downtown living or suburban living in your clientele? Suburban. Suburban. Okay. Big yard or big house. Oh, that's a great one. Um, probably the suburban, they like the big yard. Okay. Team business or solo me personally what would you prefer yeah what do you prefer yeah team team okay facebook or instagram <laughs> good question i don't like either <laughs> okay fair enough I, they say the facebook's for the sellers and instagram's for the buyers definitely true <laughs> <laughs> okay are you using linkedin just yes or no yes very active on LinkedIn. Very active on LinkedIn. Okay. Are you farming? Just also yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. And TikTok versus Reels on Instagram. Mm, I don't do either. Don't do either one. Okay. So let's do this. Let's wrap up. Tell us a little bit about your farming and what you're doing with farming. Okay. So what I like to do for farming is I'll make a list. I, I personally, I know I'm a funny one out there, but I love the doorknock. Um, I love I love interaction with people face to face. So I'll really go through um, in a lot of areas by us, we have to actually get a license to canvas to go door knocking. So and there's a lot of places that are do not knock. So if it's a do not knock, then it's kind of almost like I have a street map. Um, when I first started, I promised you my tissue box was where I wrote addresses. <laughs> <laughs> I would write like 24 um, chestnut, um, interested, bring CMA, 27, do not come back, no interest. I promise you I would write notes on my tissue box. So um, I've gotten definitely much more efficient. It was kind of like, oh, let me try door knocking, see how it goes. And like, it went, it went really well. So um, yeah, so I, I, I like to door knock. That's really my favorite. The mailers, the way I find is you really have to be extremely persistent. Like yeah. you can't sell one mailer and just expect it. It needs to be like, I don't know. It's just like you're not in time. Like you know. yeah. yeah. Like once a month. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. No, you look totally at that true. number or once a month number. Can I ask you something? Are you, yeah. um, what so, is, what's your closed yeah. sale goal for this year for 2022? What's my what? Your closed sale goal. For 2022? Um, you're asking a great question. I don't have an answer. Do you not set goals at the beginning of the year? Nope. I don't. I know. I'm I'm really kind of different than most people. I'm really just like, almost like I, my husband, I brought him into the business to kind of not slow me down, but to kind of like organize me out. Like, I look at it as like, I love people. I love hug. I love hustling. I love going. And like, if I had to sit in an office all day, I would just cry. Like I, I live in my car. My car is my office. I have a whole file cabinet. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't set goals though. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I don't disagree with you, but I guess, you know what, really my goal really, I mean, we made a goal like last year was, I guess I, I do have a goal. Okay. My goal really is to net a million this year. Yes. So that's my goal. And okay. are you on track? Um, it's halfway through the year. Are you pacing? Um, yeah, we're doing pretty well. I mean, we're doing pretty well. I'm not, I'm not, it's, it, I'm not sure. Cause you know, we're, we're in a development where things are um, changing by the sure. by the day here. You know, know. <laughs> like yesterday's interest rate news is pretty jarring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, again, also I feel very grateful to be at this point of my career during this time. You know, where a lot of my business does come from from referrals, which I know is not the bread and butter of our business. But um, you know. It is not uh, yeah, the bread that, and butter. That, Referrals are not the bread and butter. Bread and I mean, I I personally feel like it should not be okay. because it really should be like the cherry on top. And I feel like if you want to be successful, you have to hustle. You gotta you gotta prospect. So you know, I believe in that. I really do believe in that. And I think that any referral that comes, it's almost like you could see a difference. I mean, you're a seasoned agent. You know, when you walk into a listing appointment of a referral and a listing appointment of a, of a prospect that you prospected for, there is such a different element of, of not trust, but a, I guess it is trust. And when you walk in, it's like, my best friend Debbie told me to use you. Like, you you don't even have to prove yourself to me. You want to sell me the gold, the Brooklyn Bridge with my listing? Go for it. <laughs> but when I prospected for that, they don't know me. They don't know how I work. They don't know how I operate. They don't know anything. And I have to really prove that. I have to prove myself. That. I love that. So, I love that. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, sure. It's fun. I hope I didn't talk too much. Oh, no, but, no, no, but, no, no. Definitely, <laughs> definitely learned a lot and I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity. And um, I'm glad I was able to share some of my passion. We'll talk, we'll connect again. Okay. Yes. Thank you.